just you have to just push the button once. Just push it once and not push it again. Oh, well, just leave it alone then. We'll have to call them tomorrow. This is the challenge of changing things over to Sundays. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help or not. We can. We'll do that in a second. So, I would say, if anything, if we look at the life of Jesus as a parable and realize that the Son of God, the soul, comes into the cave upon the first breath and then dwells in the cave throughout all of our time here in the physical form, and that Jesus came to demonstrate to us that we are children of God, that we are souls of God, that we are spirit first. But you also do have a body, and we do have experience in the body. And we have responsibility to those experiences, and we have responsibility to this body. And he demonstrated that throughout his life, in the way that he lived his life. And he lived it simply. He kept his life very simple. And in that simplicity, he was able to maintain that true connection with the divine within him. He lived his experience of the divine throughout all of his life. He never lost sight of his relationship with God. But many of us have in this creation. And he turned to all of us and said, I'm here to help you remember I am here as one who knows the way. I am one who knows the Father and have come to share with you that the Father is true, the Father is real, and I want you yourselves to know that, and I will show you the way back into the knowing of that. And he lived it throughout his life as a demonstration. Today we're remembering Easter, the day of resurrection. This is a day that truly symbolizes for us what life as a, on a spiritual journey is about. It truly is about resurrecting ourselves from this creation, but not at the final moment of death when we take our last breath, breathe it out, and the soul withdraws just as it came in on the first breath. It is about living life with awareness, living a spiritual life with awareness, Waking up in our day, waking up in our meditation, and waking up into the knowing of who we are as soul. Brian put it very clearly and very simply today when he shared the inner journey, the inner pathway, the inner reason why we're here. If we can begin to find that simplicity in our lives and begin to live it, we will find our lives to be filled with a joy that we have been missing and longing for. The one thing that I have found as I have walked this life, how many people have cut themselves off from their own truth, from their own awareness, from their own experience? How many of them deny the understanding, the wisdom that lies within? The one thing I have found for myself early on in my childhood was how much I stayed connected to the movement of the divine spirit within myself. Thank you, Laura. 
And the way I did that was allowing myself the freedom to live in my imagination, to let my imagination truly come to fruition, to live in that creative realm and to express and experience creatively in the imagination, to live into my emotions and to feel my emotions fully, to feel great joy, to feel great sorrow, to feel the longing, and often not knowing what that longing was about. To live within my mind and to experience my mind and the complexities that the mind creates for us to get caught up in and the illusion that the mind can draw us into and to allow myself to play in all of that and to watch the interplay between the imagination, the emotions, and the mind and how they all interplay and work together and how they all create separation from each other at the same time and how all of these impact the physical form and are ever driving and pushing the physical form to do it one way or another, to pursue this, to pursue that, depending upon what energy, what expression is taking place at the time. My creative imagination would often want to take me off on a great journey in one direction. And my emotions would hold me back in fear of going off on that journey. And my mind would sit in judgment of me because I wasn't participating in the journey. Or I would see all kinds of diff different kinds of interplays taking place between the mind, the emotion, the imagination, and the physical form, the body. And as I watched myself over the years, I realized that there was one thing that was really very profound and meaningful in living all of those expressions and being aware of them. Even though I wasn't in charge of them, I really didn't have them aligned, I didn't understand them fully, but I knew that there was something very profound in being willing to live them to their fullest. To live the fear, to live the joy, and to feel all of that. To live the mind and hear all the chatter and hear all the limitations and hear all the demands. To feel the physical form responding to all these different energies as they move through. And to not deny any of them but just to allow them and see where they were wanting to take me. And to see how I wanted to participate and see what happened when I did participate in these different elements that were pushing, calling, demanding, needing. And I learned one thing, and that is, in the midst of all of that, in the midst of the chaos of all of that, and I would suspect many of you would call it chaos, the storms of the emotions and the demands of the mind, that there was something that was ever-present, and that was the simple quality, the simple presence that is the soul that is us, that is loving, that is joy, that is peace. And I found that as I went into a place in my daily life where I could be with God, where I could be in prayer, where I could be focused towards something other than the chaos of my own being, I found that I got more aligned 
to that element of peace and of joy and of quiet. And I could be in the midst of all these storms of myself, of my physical self, and be quiet and be at peace and be at ease. And as I looked around, I realized something about a lot of people in the world. How often they have shut themselves down. They do not allow themselves to truly feel or to truly imagine or to truly be aware of the capacity of the mind, the ability of the mind, the tool that mind is. They've shut themselves down. And by shutting themselves down to one or more of these parts of ourselves, they have also shut down or created blocks in the flow of that divine loving, that divine simplicity, that great innocence that is the child within. And so I would say to you that as you begin to walk more of your spiritual journey, be aware of your imagination, be aware of your emotions, be aware of your mind, and allow them to come forward and play, to play the game that they love to play, whatever it might be. Give it permission to begin to have life once again, to begin to have expression once again. If you've shut down your feelings because you're afraid of them, they hurt too much, allow them. Allow yourself to feel all that there is there. Because in the midst of that feeling, you are going to find something very profound. First, you may cry terrible, sad tears. First, you may jump for joy and run around in an amazing whirlwind of emotions, not knowing what to do with them all. But ultimately, as you begin to allow yourself to truly feel, there's one thing that you will feel in the midst of all that that is the physical, emotional nature. And what that is is the longing that the soul has to go home to God. We want to feel that. We want to connect into that feeling of the longing to go home to God. Because when we feel that longing, what we're really feeling is not longing. It's just misdefined. It's really the touch of God. You're feeling the movement of God's loving breath breathing in you, breathing through you, reminding you who you are, filling you up with who you are, divine love, and bringing you more and more into that quality that you truly are. And as I've looked around, and as I was in meditation today, it was so beautiful because Ruby came in and took my hand, and he took me, to these different places where people were at prayer, where people were in meditation, where people were calling out to God. And he said, I'll show you something that is very powerful to know. And he took me around to these different places where people were witnessing, where people were in action, inside or out, about spirit. He said, what do you see in this group? 
And I looked, and I could see a few people that were really bringing forward a divine light. There was just this wavering light that was with them, and the others, it wasn't. And he said, those where that light is in action, they know God's call. They know that longing, and that longing is calling them home. That is God's voice saying, come home now, come home. They have allowed themselves to feel God's loving. They have allowed themselves once again to awake up to all that which is their nature at the physical level and to allow the spiritual nature to live in that physical experience and to be manifested even there as longing at the emotional level. We want to feel that. It is a wonderful experience to feel the divine longing to go home to God. And you know what? We've all experienced it. When we were children, we cried out for things. We wanted something in our lives, but we didn't know what it was. And our parents would give us candy and say, well, here, this will answer it for you. No, no, it must be a toy. Okay, here's a toy. Oh, I should, should, should have changed your diapers or whatever. But in truth, it's just the calling of our own soul to go home to God, longing to go home to God and feeling God's calling us back home. Every, every, every soul that is in this creation that was born in the cave is longing to go home. But not everyone is ready to go home because they still have experience in this creation to have. And they may not feel the longing as much as others that have truly come here and learned the lessons here and are ready to go home. So I would say if you're on a spiritual journey, meditation is the most meaningful, powerful way to wake up into the knowing of yourself as divine. But there's also other components to that in that waking up. And that is don't deny your experiential forms at these levels. Don't deny your body. If it hurts, Say, it hurts, and then see what you can do to take care of it. Don't deny your creative imagination because that is a very powerful tool for the soul to use in this level. Don't deny it. Allow yourself to daydream. Just don't get caught up in the illusions that the daydream might bring about. Don't begin to believe them but rather use them to your advantage. That's often called the power of affirmation. Affirm something in a positive statement. It can be verbal, it can be visual, it can be feeling at the creative imaginational level. And you can begin to create for yourself a new avenue of expression and a new experience in this creation. Just don't get caught up in the illusion. If what you're creating in the creative imagination is I'm going to win $100 million on this lottery ticket. 
and then the person next door wins it, you're going to find yourself possibly going into disappointment because of the power that you were building up with that and how you got caught up in the illusion of all that. So remember that as you are allowing yourself to have experience in this creation, to use these physical, emotional forms and mental forms and all that are the tools of the soul at this level, that detachment is a very important factor here, not attachment. But experience is also a very important factor here. Don't allow yourself to shut down and say, well, I'm just going to pull away from the world. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to allow myself to think. I'm just going to be here until I go, and, and I won't be a part of it. More than likely, you're going to find that in your meditation, you're not going to be a part of it either. Because if you shut down at these levels, you don't allow the expression of that flow of loving that is the soul looking for expression, looking for experience, looking for fulfillment. And the way it expresses itself is not in just in the realms of spirit, not just as soul and soul. It is in the physical form to have experience and to have expression and to discover the power of loving and creativity and to create through the power of emotion and to understand and build with the mind. If we can begin to understand that this is the great experiment where the soul can come in and experiment daily. Well, you know, I tried this key and this key and this key and I couldn't unlock the door. I've got to go find either another key ring. I've got to call a locksmith. I've got to do something because I'm not going to unlock that door with these three keys. So it's got to be something else. You experiment. You keep doing until you find what works. But a lot of us, we gave up. We just give up. We go, I don't know how to make this work. I read all these self-help books. They don't make any sense. I don't know how to do all this stuff. I go to these workshops. makes a lot of sense when I'm there, but when I get home, my old habit patterns come in, and, oh, they win. I just give up. The habits win. It's for us to have an experiential, experimental process here. Let every day be new. Let every day be fresh. Let every day be an opportunity for the soul to come into greater awareness, into greater experience of itself, into greater expression in all levels of self. Don't give up and don't shut down. And don't close off yourself to who you are at these levels. And then you begin to be the powerhouse that the soul is. And you begin to live a life of greater freedom, greater joy, greater bliss in that which you really have been longing for. And it all begins very simply by sitting down, closing your eyes, going inside, and holding your focus upon the Lord. That's the key. Always sit down and have no other gods before me. Let God be it. Let God be that which you are holding your attention on in your meditation. You're not holding your intention on getting your bills paid. Okay, Lord, I'm coming now. Here I am while well, I'm in meditation, and now I want you to tell me, how am I going to get these bills paid? I've got all these bills. 
I thought you were going to help me pay them all off. And, you know, and that's what happens. I mean, I know how it works. The mind comes in and it'll just distract us immediately going, let's see if we can find an answer. God's going to give us an answer. I'm sure of it. No, it's about being in praise to God, being in the loving with God. God first and God only is my new statement because that's what it is. It's very interesting. We chant often the hue, H-U, and anti-hue, A-N-I-H-U. So this past week when we were up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, we had just been to Kalamazoo and done the meditation retreat there. And that Sunday at the end of the retreat, I got very sick, ended up with bronchitis and chronic sinus infection. So for the next four days, Brian was doing everything in Fort Wayne. He was doing the initiations. He was doing the presentations, the appointments, everything. And I got to stay in my bedroom and just rest and relax and be bored. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, now what do I do? You know, I'm so used to doing. And, and I could feel the stirring of my own soul just wanting to express an experience. And so I thought, well, I got to do something. So I meditated for a while. And you know how it is. You can meditate so long and then you've got to do something else just because that's how it works. So I got up and I got some water and I walked around my room a little bit. And it wasn't that big a room. And they were next door in the other room, so I couldn't wander around into bigger spaces, and I was too sick to go outside. So I sat down, and Spirit said, okay, okay, let's, let's find out some things. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to really look up this thing, anti-hue and hue. I've heard what other people say about this, these words, and I've said what I've heard other people say about them, but I want to find out from my own experience what anti-hue is in Sanskrit and what hue is in Sanskrit. So I can really know for sure that what I say about these words are true and that what these words are supposed to mean and where they come from is true. So I started searching around for Sanskrit dictionaries on the Internet. Well, there are a few. Most of them, they ask you to pay for their services. And I kept going, well, I'm going to find a free one. I know I'll find a free one. Somewhere there's a free one. And I did. I found one and began to do some research. And I found both ani, A-N-I, as a word in Sanskrit, and hue as a word in Sanskrit. Now, it's interesting. The word ani means to point or a point or a stick with, by which you point or the needle of a compass, which shows direction. So ani is the energy of direction. It's pointing the direction. And hue is really, it means to praise, to offer praise unto. It's an exclamation of praise to something or someone. And the highest form of that praise of hue is upon a deity, God. And so I found in a pretty quick manner on the web that the anti is the pointer. It's pointing my consciousness. It's giving me one pointed focus, as I always say in meditation. One pointed focus will get you there. It's one pointed focus, anti, 
and on what? God. And what am I doing in that action of holding my attention in one-pointed focus on God? It's praising God. And I hew, and I hew, and I hew. Holding my focus of praise on God. Holding my focus of praise on God. And it just re-enlivened and re-empowered that statement for me in my meditation in a way that it hasn't been in quite a while. Because it gave me just a clear, simple statement, definition, of what I'm doing when I'm chanting the NIHU. I'm holding my praise upon the Lord. And what have I been saying? God first, God only. Sit in meditation, praising God, loving God. Just offer your loving to God and then open up and receive God's loving. So, as we finish up with the day in our meeting here, I want you to begin to look on your meditation as an opportunity of holding a one-pointed focus on praising God, on loving God, and allowing God's love in. And realize that if we just do that, holding our attention here at our birthplace, where the soul was born into this consciousness, that God will begin to be able to participate with us in our daily lives and can bring alive again all those areas where we might have shut down, where we might have closed off, where we maybe don't allow life to express. And then we give ourselves permission to have our imagination come alive. Even with all those dark, scary things that our imagination might bring forward, allow it and then just put the light and the loving into it and see what happens. Allow the emotions to come alive and express once again. And cry your eyes out. It can actually be a wonderful thing to just begin to let that river of loving even move at those levels. That loving wants to express itself throughout all this creation. And one way that I know that I am in that movement of loving is when my emotions start to stir in that current of loving that is the river of love, and I do get emotional and I do get teary-eyed and I do cry, I'm fine with that now because I know that's my experience of the movement of loving at the emotional level. My emotional body is being flooded with loving, filled with loving, and joining in that praise with the Lord, and I'm experiencing it as emotional movement. That's great. And in the mind level, I don't know, I still don't understand my mind. My mind doesn't understand me, so. But I do experience the divine movement of loving even there. Because as that movement of loving moves in the mind of myself, illumination comes, awakening comes, awareness comes, understanding comes, that divine understanding of God in me, of creation in me, of power in me, of loving in me, and how to live that comes about. An understanding of all of God's creation can come forward in a mental knowing, in a mental experience, if you first put God in 
your life. Put God first and let God do the rest. Live the fullness of your being. Don't just run off and try to become this spiritual being up here at the seat of the soul, denying your physical self and all the elements of the physical. But rather realize that all this is a tool by which the soul can become the master in this creation. And then, as a master in this creation, you can stand here at this cave and call out to God, and God will open that door of the cave, and you can step out of the cave resurrected. We have to come into this form. We die to this world as we look down into this world and get caught up in it. We must withdraw our attention from the world and bring it back to the seat of the soul and bring ourselves out of this world of the dead and wake up as a living soul once again, aware of that inner light of the divine that we are. Look up and step out of this cave as a resurrected soul, still in physical body, still able to use this physical form daily, but now knowing that we are resurrected. We are a soul awake, alive, and that cave door is open and we are allowed to freely go into the realms of pure spirit and have experience there and to look upon the face of God and just praise God daily, love God daily, experience God's loving daily, and then come back into the cave, come back into this physical form, take up house here, ever leaving that door open so that we ever can look up and say, Okay, God, come with me now as I go into this daily life. And God goes with us and fulfills in us and with us and through us as we go through this world. I hope this makes some sense. I truly do. I know it does for me. It works for me. And I will say this. Listening to Brian share more and more each, each time we do this now, my heart sings such a great song of joy. I came into this world for just a very few souls, not for everyone by any means. And when I see someone step up into the greater fullness of their own soul and then to live the divine and sharing that with others, it brings great joy to me. And today and the last few times I've heard Brian sharing, you know, I know that he has stepped up into this. He is living it in the fuller form than ever before. And it brings great joy to me. And it was very wonderful for me to be able to, to take Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off last week and know that God was still there for us in Interlight Ministries, serving and sharing with us. And I didn't have to listen at the door or wonder what was going on or anything because I knew it was all just fine. I was very, very nice to have that freedom. So, well, thank you all. Have a very merry rest of your Easter. And if you haven't as of yet, resurrect, <laughs> please. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>